Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. Welcome everybody. This is this week's edition of Sports and Things. My name is Dennis Turner. With me, I have as always the bros Jay Hill, Trey Ely, and John Lane. What's up, fellas? Chilling, chilling. Uh, this is the sportcast with musicians. We, we we are musicians who love to talk sports, and we love to talk sports to each other and debate. With that being said, we're going to get into our first segment, which is the crazy thing that happened to us this week. And I'm going to give it to John and let John start off with what happened to him this week that was crazy. Well, nothing crazy happened to me, but I'm a, I just want to share a story that I heard this morning on the sports junkies. And I want to get y'all's, I mean, y'all don't have to give your opinion, but apparently there's a story about a girl who, Uh-oh. when she was a teenager, her boyfriend uh, kind of made fun of her privates. And so as a result of that, she went to the doctor so that she could go get her privates. <laughs> she, she went to like a plastic surgeon. And the doctor was like, hey, look, you don't need to do that. Everybody's privates look different. And so she was like, okay. So she didn't get it done. And she started going through therapy. And basically, she's started to feel, she started to feel a lot better about herself. So years and years later, she uh, became a photographer. And she's coming out with a book. It's a coffee table book where she's photographed 500 women's labias. It's a coffee table book just on different labias. Which one of y'all is going to buy that book? Wait, wait. Coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I had the same question. Wait a minute. Who's putting it on their coffee table? That's my question. That's why, that's why I asked which, which one of y'all? Which one of y'all is gonna have that book on your coffee table? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want? What, no, no. Wait. All of us got kids. You can't Keep put it on your coffee table. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, man. It's artistically done. Hey, no, no. You know what's funny? Hey, John. So you remember? 2011. We were in Ghent, Belgium. And we went and we played this gig in Ghent and we were backstage and the dude to photograph all these ladies who took photocopies of their breasts. Yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. You still have your picture? No. Exactly. I, 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 I threw it away only because, uh, and I didn't have kids at that time. True. But I threw it away because the breasts were not very impress, impressive. Hey, hey, can, can I just real <laughs> quick, two everybody. thumbs down? 
Um, I just want to make sure if this is sports and things podcast, I just want to make sure I was in the right place. This is this is the end <laughs> thing. We started part. with we started with end things. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You're in the right place. You you, you okay, back then you. basically. You back then. All right. Anyway, that's that's you know. All right. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll oh, let you know man. when when that book comes out and see. What's if the name of the book? I don't know what the name of the book is. I I, I just heard it on the, the sports junkies this morning. So. Is it called Lele's or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frito Lays. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Lord have mercy. All right. Okay. Anybody else have anything particularly funny or crazy happen to them this week? Oh, have mercy. Oh, shit. Well, Jay was late today, so that that, that might have been a story, but we don't know why he was late. We He had to drive to the stadium to, you know, get his hammies worked on or something. That'll actually lead us to our first, the first segment. It will lead us to his first segment. So, um, in local. Jay, I can barely hear you, by the way. Yeah, Jay, what's huh. going on with your, with your mic, you man? Sound, you sound like oh, you're no, in a man. tunnel. Yeah, fix that, please. Oh, no. Yeah, fix that. Trying, man. Jay sound like he's at RFK yeah. right now. Well, oh, that would make well, sense considering. Yeah. I'm outside right before they right yeah. before they push the switch down. <laughs> Everything's about to blow. Wow. It's a little bit better. All right. So with that being said, our first segment, of, well, our first story of the day, um, the RFK Stadium has been officially approved to be torn down in 2021. Now, if you are from this area, if you know anything about the Washington football team's history, the RFK Stadium is a very historical – it's a piece of history for us. It's a landmark. Yeah, and the fact that they uh, they approved it to be torn down is going to be one of those things where a lot of us diehard Washington football team fans are going to, like, mourn the day that that building goes because a lot of history goes along with it. I will start with Trey and ask Trey what – the building means to you or what, what the significance of them tearing down the building in terms of history means to you? The building means to me is winning. Well, winning. first off, sit up and stop laying down like you. <laughs> what, are you getting hey. a massage? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yo, Trey, Trey is lying down on his stomach. Last week he was laying on his side like Marvin Gaye. This week he's laying on his stomach. Like, what is happening? Hey. You're too comfortable Can with I us. I mean, I'm still on my couch. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. You have the floor. Not Trey. a video podcast. Is an not yet, podcast. but when it becomes one, you can't be doing that shit. <laughs> and I will have my tuxedo iron pressed and clean. Fair enough. All right, all right. So go ahead. You can tell us what, what it means. So you. you said it, winning. It, Trey, you saw mad low, too. What is going on with y'all mics today? I sound low also? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, sound, you sound like you're actually okay. talking on a phone. Now, Jay Hill sounds like he's here. You sound like you took <laughs> yeah. his place at JFK. Yeah. Uh, JFK. <clears throat> I think Trey's at RFK. I said JFK. You said JFK. Damn. Same thing. Fly away, nigga. (laughs) Right, nigga. (laughs) Take a trip up north. (laughs) All right, dude. Um, Well, all right. Trey just join up. There you go. Okay. Trey's back. All right, Trey. RFK, what it means to you. Go. So, yeah. I mean, so the the stadium is is basically um, uh, winning. You know, it's winning. And um, tearing down the building means tearing down the only place where we won because the other place we did a lot of losing. So, I mean, it's historical significance. If we was winning now or sometime between, you know, back when we played there and now, then, you know, we would have built some additional history. But that building, I mean, that's – Look, driving past that thing and looking at it is like the only memories we have of good football in this town. 
agree. Um, you know, and it's interesting, like, if you, if you watch any of the documentaries about the Washington football team and its history and what that stadium used to represent and how the stadium used to rock when the, when the people in the stands would, like, get literally. up and chant, the stadium would literally rock. And to go from that to FedEx Field and to have all of the complications with the FedEx Field and, you know, the, the um, from poor field management to – like the concession stands to everything in it is like, there's no, we have no real rooted history in that building. It's like, it was almost like a, like a temporary, like holdover until we act either got back into DC with the stadium or, you know, found a new home. They've been trying to find a new home for the, for the Washington football team for the last 15 years almost. So it's like, um, for them to tear that building down is, is very significant. Uh, Jay Hill, your thoughts. Oh, wait, I should go to John first. Cause you technically are a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Or maybe I should end with John. I should end with John. Go ahead, Jay Hill. Go ahead. So, back when RFK was the shit, I was actually a Redskins fan. That was because I you don't get I, you points know, for that. Well, I mean, I was a fan of Doug Williams, but you see how y'all did him. So anyway, um, whoa, whoa. Um, so softball. Yeah, right. man. Right. Yeah. I, I he, was, he didn't like, even start that season. What are you talking? He wasn't even a starter. Don't matter. Don't matter. Right. He, okay. he was he was he was sitting on the on the car in the parade. Don't go matter. Ahead. All right, go ahead. You got it. Um, it's definitely a, a mainstay, like the DC Armory. Like you, you have like <clears throat> excuse me, you have really good memories of just being there with your family members or just some event or something, because. And then just being in the area around it when anything was going on, it was always crazy. So that's the one thing that I miss miss about it. Like whenever something was going on there, you knew the city was pretty much on fire. So I'm going to miss it. For sure. And John Lane. So what RFK means to me is Joe Gibbs because um, he, I mean, he was really the consistent, he was the consistent part of that stadium. You know, he came in, he didn't start off with a, with a very good record, um, came over from, I think it was San Diego as an assistant coach and um, lost the Super Bowl. I think we lost to uh, John Madden and the Raiders, but we won three, won three out of four. And Joe Gibbs has been the consistent part of that stadium. You know, rest in peace, Jack Kent Cook. Um, he was the owner's owner. You know, he was the one that sold the forum to uh, uh, Jerry Buss um, in Los Angeles. And he gave Joe Gibbs a chance. So to me, Joe Gibbs is RFK. Um, thankfully, he's still with us, at least for now. And uh, I think it's an end of an era and the beginning of a new era. Um, and I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy to see it go because it's lived, it's, it's, it's survived its time and to drive by it and see it all rusted up and beat up. And, um, you know, we, it, it'll go down with a lot of like great memories. We'll, we'll, we'll always have the memories of RFK. So when I think of RFK, I think of uh, Joe Gibbs. For sure. And, you know, it's interesting too. Like I remember being a kid and like driving past it and him having the concerts, uh, I forgot what festival they used to do outside of that um, that stadium. Um, it wasn't Taste of it was, DC. Uh, I think it was it was HF Festival. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think HF Festival <clears throat> used to do that. Enjoy. So, like, to see that and, like, you know, even with the DC Armory and all that stuff and, you know, that part of the city was historic in its own right, you know, Capitol Hill area and, you know, for the stadium to be there and, you know, for it to be that accessible, you know, you can get on the train and go there, you know. And, you know, hopefully, you know, with the history and with what they're planning to do with the Washington football team, they decide to either use that land um, to build another stadium or find a place to build a stadium for the team in the city. Um, But we all know, like, with the history of how Daniel Snyder gets down, it's going to be a fight regardless of what happens. Um, So we we just have to wait and see. But we know know for a fact that the building's being demolished in 2021. Um, That being said, we will move on to another story with the Washington football team. Outside the Lines aired their story about the – how can I put it? About the, Well, I'll just say they aired their story about the Washington football team and its owner and interviewed a couple of, of the um, former employees, namely cheerleaders that were targeted by some of the staff members. Now, we all watched at least a part of the, the documentary or a part of the report. I wanted to get you guys' take on what you thought the report the report did, if it did anything at all, or do you think it's going to be one of those things where they can kind of like sweep it under the rug because they didn't really point the finger at Daniel Snyder enough to get him out as the owner? And I will start with Jay Hill. Um, I definitely think it was not the, the um, smoking gun or the silver bullet that – I'm not going to say they portrayed it to be that. They did kind of hype it up. I mean, it's news, so you want people to tune in. They did kind of hype it up like it was going to be some groundbreaking, you know, information released. It was really just like we've, like we've talked about off air. It was really just showing how maybe uh, of an asshole owner he is, but not anything illicit or anything like really immoral. Like it was really just, yeah, it's just not a very pleasant work environment, but it's not something that um, you have to, you know, really be fearful of, in my opinion. But I mean, I know times have changed and that's the thing. Times have changed. Sensitivities have changed. So it's one of those that wouldn't work in any workplace now. Okay, but it's also not your business. If you want the different culture, start your own business. This is my business. This is how my office runs. So it really didn't open any, you know, turn on any bright lights and expose anything that I was really like, Oh, that's dangerous. Fair. I mean, I think, I mean, prior, we talked about it a week ago and we kind of, we didn't know what was going to come out of the report. We kind of felt like if they had something, it would have been said way before they actually did an outside the lines report. Like the outside the line report is like the, I mean, not if they was holding it close to the chest, though. They could have been really, like, hiding something. Like, we can't let this information leak to the post or whatever. This is part of our segment. You know what I mean? If you watch any of the the prior Outside the Line segments, those are kind of, like, overall summaries of everything that we kind of already knew. You know, they just 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 repackage it. it. Yeah, they package it into a 30 or uh, 60-minute segment where you actually can get all the information at once as opposed to getting it piece by piece, like how we were getting this story. Right. Um, John Lane, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Jay. I don't think that there was uh, enough to say or, or enough to make people say, oh, oh, Lord, here we go. 
Um, and it makes me question, you know, the media and the journalists because we all know what happened when the first story broke out and they said, oh, something's about, but something's about to happen. Something's about to happen with Dan Snyder and, and, and the football team. And then we waited and we waited. We knew what happened when they said that they're about to get rid of the name and everybody thought we were going to get a new name and we were waiting, we were waiting. And then all of a sudden this bullshit came out. So <laughs> it makes me, it makes me question the validity of the journalists and of the media whenever they have a breaking story or they have like something that they think is just going to break the internet. And it just doesn't. I, I, li I watched it and I, I, I didn't, it, it didn't really change a whole lot of what I had already known about Dan Snyder. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that a whole lot is going to, is going to change with this until we get the NFL like severely involved with this. Right. And, and, you know, the crazy thing about that too, you said it is like, we all remember the story about the name change. They talked about the name change for years. It wasn't until they started talking about messing with the money that the name change even became a real story. Like none of this right. controversy about foul play at with the, with the management or personnel was even a part of it until you start talking about messing with people's money. And then it was like, right. oh, we have to we have to go in and change stuff. We had to go in. Now we got to. Yeah, we got to go change stuff. stuff because, you know, it's like we don't want to lose that money. And it was six hundred and forty billion in uh, yep. investments. They, they said something like that, some crazy number like that. So it's like, you know, when you start talking about those numbers, it's like, OK, we need to make a change because I don't want Pepsi to pull out. I don't want FedEx to pull out. You know what I'm saying? Trey, Nike. your thoughts, man. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with the uh, consensus that's been uh, that, that the gentleman been talking about here. It's like um, the story wasn't enough to bury Dan Snyder. I don't think it was even close. I, I think that my takeaway from this though is is that people don't like Dan Snyder, and that you don't like Dan done, Snyder. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that's another conversation. But in general, I think he's done enough bad business with folks. He's made enough people upset where... That's a pretty general know, power, consensus for sure. Powerful people want to see him suffer. So that's why media outlets and all this stuff are taking every opportunity True. to bury him. True. Other people in his position or in positions similar to him have done things and had things happen in their organization and that worse and not got as much attention it seems like he's the type of person where the first opportunity they get they're going to go after him um what does that do for us as as uh i almost said the other one washington football team fans uh probably absolutely nothing but you know re reality is you know there's a lot of people that don't like this guy um so that's why i think they overdid this story you know they just Hey man, we got something on this guy. Let's air it, you know. Because, I mean, who's to say they couldn't have done the same type of thing to Robert Kraft, but they didn't because, right? right. People like him. He's a good well, business because man. people because like him. Yeah. What's that? What's it, that segment? His on product is good, right? People well, like me. Good. Yeah, and people, people like, like me. me. <laughs> I'm nice, Stuart. Uh, Stuart. Uh, Stuart. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, damn it! Oh yeah, I mean, he puts, a good, he puts out a good product. People like him, respect him. 
Dan Snyder, people can't wait for him to do something because they they actually have women coming on there saying, yeah, we weren't allowed to look him in the eyes and say his name and walk past him in the hallway. It's just like, but that just means he's just a, a jerk and he's pompous. It doesn't really have anything yeah, to do with it. Yeah, what does that have anything to do with the, right. with the yeah. sexual so, but accusations? But people only reach like that if they have something against they really just want it. Like, people are just itching to get him. Um, which... Hey, honestly, as a fan of the team, I wish they would get him and get him out of there so that, you know. Uh, there wasn't have... enough on that segment. Right. Yeah, but it's, I feel it's, like... it's almost like when Trump got impeached. It's like you want him to get out, but they yeah. don't have enough to they get him out. Enough. And the thing is, if you take the shot and you don't have what you need, now it's going to backfire because this guy is like, oh. Now I know what I need to protect myself from, so I'm gonna go over in my little corner and be safe, and you'll never get me again. Yep. And and so you, when you take your shot, you got to get him. And you know, it, it almost it almost you said something last week, Trey, that um that kind of like resonates with the whole story, and it's money. If you have money, they will tolerate whatever BS you kind of put out because you have the money and you're making them money. At the end of the day. Daniel Snyder has made the NFL a lot of money, whether his team wins or loses. He makes them a lot of money risking. Oh, ooh, Washington football team. <laughs> we need to get like a, a tip jar or something right. every time. That <laughs> Washington football team. The swear jar. Is in the top five. The swear jar, right. Saying, saying it is a swear. Is in the top five uh, grossing teams in the league. And they have so, been. So, you know, you and I have an ongoing debate about this um, because my opinion is that from a business standpoint, his business practices are not what's made them. Um, uh, right. And valuable. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I, I feel that the team, its history and the market it's in is what's made it uh, uh, continue to profit. And he's just reaping mm. benefits. See, but I, nah, this, this is why I disagree. I, I, I don't feel like he's that 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 instrumental in any. It's of the investments that he's yeah, made he's, as a businessman yeah, in a partnership exactly. that he's built with other companies to bring in that money. You know what I'm saying? But like, he's on easy mode because he's in D.C. with a storied franchise. He's in a football town with a storied franchise. You know, and a huge yeah, market. but twenty years. But they lose twenty years. Yeah, 20, 20 years of losing and twenty years of fans not buying any more tickets, and he's still banking. Well, hold, he's hold still, on. how do you? Fans how do you? Here's a question: Just started how do, recently. How do you make? How do you nah, make? Nah, man. Well, no, no. This it is the question. Recently, how no, do you no, no, make no. a franchise that's a losing franchise still lucrative if you're not a savvy business person? <clears throat> it's recent. It's recent, though. No. So, so wait a minute. The fans. So so let, let's talk about the, the fan, address the fans thing. In this town, the fans are loyal to this team, regardless mm-hmm. of what they go through. This you got a great just don't go to football the town, a great football yeah. fan base that's been invested in this team. Yeah, he sure. didn't create that. He no, is no, not no, no, responsible no. Okay, for okay, that. Okay, okay. He is hundred percent not okay, responsible yeah, yeah. for that. That's not the argument that I'm making though. The argument but I'm making that isn't is what's about- making a lot of that money. I would argue that it's kind of like maybe like 70-30. If you don't have fans pouring into the stadium to watch your team lose, you have right. to build partnerships with, 
with Fortune 500 companies to keep your ship afloat. And that's where he comes right. in, and that's where he's integral. But the, the only way he can do that is because he has a rabid fan base that's crazy about this team. That's what his, the partners wanted. That, that's who they want to sell to. If well, he, this were not, a market like a Cleveland or somewhere like that, he wouldn't be able to do that because those fans are like, ah, I don't care about that team. Well, okay. I'm not disagreeing with you about the market size and how that works the, in terms of like fanatic, revenue. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Fans in this city. What I'm saying is, you have to have a lot of business savvy to make a team that loses some profitable. Yeah, you. There's right. no other way around it. You have to because you're spending other in things a, besides the team. You're in spending, a vacuum, that statement is true, but I I think that we have to take into account that he inherited or he acquired i give him credit i give him credit for getting the team even though some of the stories that he went about it kind of dirty but i guess that's what you got to do uh he i give him that credit but he acquired a team that has that rabid fan base that is just crazy about football and crazy about this team and so you can sell if i'm pepsi nike fedex whoever shoot these fans are all over this team I don't care who this guy is. I'm going to make money off this. So I'm in. I mean, FedEx put their name on the, on the building during the losing part. They weren't there from the beginning. But I don't I mean, think it was called Raul John Stadium. Stadium. I think it's right. because you like got saying. crazy right. fans exactly. that love this team no matter what happens. Yep. Yeah, but I'm saying if, if, if you're losing, somebody has to go in and broker that deal with FedEx in order for them to give the money for them to even want to put the name on but, the stadium but in the first when place. When they make a deal like that, they don't have to talk about wins and losses. They talk about numbers. These are the these are the numbers of impression. These are the numbers of people that see our stuff. These are the number yep. of fans that show up. These Imagine are the number of fans that pay attention. These are the number of people who are in 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 on oh, visit Redskins dot com. These are the number of people. Like, these, see, I'm thinking. I'm it's thinking, just a lot I'm, of people interested in the Redskins. I'm thinking so it's more about what Jay team. just said <laughs> than it is about what you just said. It's more about visibility of of our product. If you yeah. ride past the stadium and you see, I agree that, with that. It's like, yo, I need to go. That's to advertisement. Yeah, it's advertisement. Really advertisement. Yeah. advertisement for them. That's so why, I don't, that's why you that. want your name in the building. Right, right, but right. that's still not him. That's this area and the people. That that, that that's still not him though. But that's him brokering. But but, but that, right. they have to go through he him. Bro- okay, I, he brokered yeah. the deal. But you get you put him on easy mode. He was here. Have him do it in Cleveland. Why do you want him to go to I'm Cleveland? I'm telling you, it's not going to go better. <laughs> what is, what I is mean, it's like, Cleveland? it's like, it's like, I guess, I guess or, you I could like that, it. That's a, that's a bad market, right? How about Cincinnati? Ooh. Yeah, I was, I was trying not to pick on Jay. That's why I didn't use Cincinnati. Damn. But have, but have him. <laughs> no, we have Jay Hill has quit the party. Um, so, have, like, no, like I mean, Jay Hill has yeah, left the room. Have, him, right? have Dan Snyder do it in Cincinnati. It's not going to happen. Well, you know, I, I, mean, think, I think you take a lot of you, you're taking a lot of credit away from him being a business guy before he came I'm, into yeah, being. You an can't owner. compare Washington and Cleveland though, because Cleveland has never won Super Bowls. But like, you're making my point. Can, the history is what's making the money, not the Snyder. All right. Well. We yeah. Can, well. Okay. Yeah. We. I mean, I guess we can go back and forth on this, and you know, we we, we got to move on. But I think yeah. the we can all agree. Yes, he he did inherit he did inherit a, a, a billion dollar franchise that continues to make money, but I think he does have a little bit of uh, uh, influence in making sure that that franchise 
uh, continues to make money. He raises, he raises the prices and he takes advantage of people who visit the stadium, even if it's not his home, home fans. Um, he makes <laughs> millions and millions of dollars on merchandise because people still buy, still buy hats and jerseys and shit like that, depending on who they draft. Um, right, and he's right. making deals with, with billion dollar corporations who want to invest in it for ad purposes. True. So he does have that influence. Maybe it might not be that huge, but you know, there is some sort of influence in there. Right. Well, with respect to other owners, other business people, whether you're the CEO of ESPN or owners of other teams, I don't think that they're looking at him like, wow, he's so good. I, I really don't. No, I'm, well, see, I, I don't, think those people so don't really like him. I don't think so. My argument, no, this, I, this, I is where, this is where my argument comes in because if they don't like him, all you need is 23 votes to get him out. So if you got 23 owners that don't like him and think he's bad business for the NFL, he would have been gone. You see what I'm saying? Like, well, they got to have something. They got to have a reason because you just can't just say, all right, let's get this guy out of here. You can if you got majority votes. Majority votes say this guy is bad for business, especially yeah. with all the stories that just came out. He's bad for right. business. But, but see, that's the thing. While I argue that he's not great, he's not bad for their business. He's not taking anything away from them. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He is taking taking away. That's been that's been the argument for the past couple of years with majority owners is that they don't want to play Washington on prime time okay. because they lose money. They don't want to play them. It's the same and that's reason millions and millions of dollars that the other team is losing. It's the same reason this stuff happens like Phoenix and St. Louis. Like the Cardinals move because there becomes a city that doesn't want them anymore because they're not supporting. Right. It doesn't matter that nobody's supporting them here because like you guys already say, there's a rabid fan base. So it doesn't matter that nobody's in the actual stadium making the stadium money. We already have San Diego. That's what I'm saying. Charges. All right. Well, rabid fan base. Didn't matter. Let's, let's, (laughs) let's just, let's just say a general consensus of, so we can wrap this up. The general consensus is that the outside the line story didn't do anything significant enough that we would see a removal of Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington football team. Correct? I agree. Yeah. Okay. So we can move on from this. We can we can argue about (laughs) who's making what money until we're all blue in the face. That's we can do that all day. But that's that's the story. We need to move on. Football is here. Oh my so, God! I cannot believe this. Shit. We thought it wasn't going to happen. We Man. had predictions. Jay had the season going to twelve games. Oh my! It's here God. now. With that being said, <laughs> we can we can do one of two things. We can we can go to bowl predictions for the season. We can go into who your Super Bowl picks are. Oh, we can talk about the impending drama between the three quarterbacks that are two of the highest paid quarterbacks right now, with the extensions that they got, Mahomes and Watson. And the quarterback controversy between the three teams with Mahomes, Watson, and Lamar Jackson. Now, I want to start with the bold predictions because I think we can get through that pretty fast. And then if we got time, we'll talk about in this segment, we'll talk about Mahomes, Watson, and Jackson. So I'm going to start with John Lane. Give me your predictions. Um, I think it'll go 16 games. I think it'll go as normal. I think we'll get some COVID cases. Um, but I think the season is just going to go on as, as, as it is. I I do believe that the later the year goes, 
the the less COVID cases we're probably going to see. Um, I don't know why I think that. I just have this thing in the back of my head. So, um, yeah, I think the season's going to go full full on, no interruptions. Okay, Trey. Um. Oh wait, 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 wait! You didn't do your um, just your, your pick though for the season. Super Bowl. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say San Francisco, just because they they got that hot ass defense, and I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy G. I think he's gonna improve, so I'm going with San Francisco this year. You said Garoppolo? Yeah. I'm. I'm I don't think. Now, 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 let me just say this. I know we're we're short on time. I don't think Jimmy G is a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, but I think he's just good or, enough or, to or or yeah keep going. He's not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but I think he's good. I think he's good enough to help the offense get to. I think it, it, San Francisco gets to the Super Bowl is because of their defense, not because of Jimmy G. But Jimmy G won't will not make a lot of mistakes. He's not the greatest quarterback, but he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. Okay. Uh, Trey? Um, so, oh, yeah. Okay, so first the COVID situation. Um, I think that some point in the first three weeks, we're going to run into a major issue. Um, baseball, we talked about that when that first kicked off. And the concern with baseball has pretty much been dealt with with the fact that baseball is already designed to make up games. The sport, the way the league conducts business is in a way that games can get rained out and then they can play doubleheaders and do different things during the next trip to make up games. So football, on the other hand, um, making up games in football is difficult, and especially you got two teams now quarantined, and then the next week whoever they miss playing, those teams didn't play, and then, you know, you get that ripple effect. Um, how do you make up games in the NFL? Will they extend the season, or how will they get past when they have get that inevitable the outbreak? Well, here's a yeah, question for, yeah. for you, Trey. With with uh, with the way that they're doing the practice squads and the, the ability to call up players from the practice squad, if you do get a player to test positive for COVID, um, would you necessarily have to like forego your game for the week if you can just pull players up from the practice league? Practice squad. Our practice squad is not big enough to replace a whole team. And you know how those quarantines work. Once there's an exposure, everybody who's been around you is considered, right. you know, at risk. Yeah, but if they're testing every – well, I, I don't know the protocol for the NFL. I know the NBA tests every day. But if they're testing pretty consistently and – I'm basing my, my assumption off of how they're doing with baseball. If okay. anybody tests positive or a group of people test positive on a team, they pretty much shut that whole team down until they've kind of cleared things up. Okay. So I'm going under that assumption. All right. Uh, because these, me- these guys are together. Um, so that's, that's my concern is we need to see how they get through one of those because now you have the teams that – the two teams that played in the game wherever that, you know, that was closest to when they test positive – and then the teams they play next week all have makeup games they got to worry about. Uh, how is this? How is this handled? So uh, I don't know how you get through that. Uh, like like somebody was saying, maybe a bye week thing or something like that. Um, now the uh, for the Super Bowl, I'm going with a Kansas City repeat. 
Okay. Jay Hill. Um, the season should not finish, but it will because going back to John's point, the reason you're going to see less cases is because they're going to push to hide the shit. So what's going to happen <laughs> is – no, because what's going to happen is – because, honestly, CDC guidelines like change. Theory? Yeah, CDC <laughs> guidelines change every day. First it was you should be I agree. 14 days. Now you only need to quarantine 10. Soon it's going to be you only need to quarantine 7. Soon it's like, well, three to four days and you should be good. So it's going to dwindle little by little to where they're not either going to report it or it's not going to be – they believe significant enough to really cause a stoppage, even though it should. Um, so I see, I, I don't see it finishing, but it's going to take a death uh, to be honest with you. It's going to take something. Major. It's going to take something major. Like, God, damn. Uh, like one of these players dropped. <laughs> you said somebody field. had to die. Somebody went to die. Somebody went to die. So, I mean, wow. okay. uh, well, we, we thought right. it, we thought we had it contained. Yeah, you did until this, this outside linebacker got sick and just fell. Okay, cool. Um, but I think that's pretty much what's going to happen. It's really just going to be one of those, yo, just, just make it work. Don't say anything. Y'all don't, y'all don't report it. We're not going to have a story. But then it's going to leak because there's so much media. Somebody, uh, well, I think we got to report that Mahomes is actually sick. He's not out with an ankle Shit. injury. Okay, mm. so but you you know when they do those when they do the um the reports for the week when they when they list the players as questionable they don't have to really tell the media. Well, they, that, well see the other thing that's, is about COVID. Was, that's what COVID he's is a HIPAA. COVID is a HIPAA thing as well. Like you're not even supposed to say what I have. Like that's not really right. That's 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 you illegal. don't have to say who it is. So, no, you don't have to say what it is. Disclose, they can say five players. But COVID. you don't have to say they what it is either. But you don't have to say what it right. is. Right. That, yeah. That's what it. That's well, what. Well, both approaches. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Don't name right. me as having COVID. So I feel like it's right. going to continue. It's going to be an outbreak. They just going to ignore it. And your Super Bowl pick. Um, I was actually thinking KC, which I still kind of do, but I actually think Baltimore. I'm inclined to agree with you. <laughs> I, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. We don't really have time to get into it today. We have to, we have to table that one. Um, my prediction is that I think the season will also finish, and I think Baltimore wins the Super Bowl this year. I wait. I want to change mine because I t- completely forgot a team. Oh, fuck, changing shit. I'm not. I'm not going with San Francisco. I'm going with Seattle. You going with Cincinnati? You say Cincinnati? I thought he was going. Yeah, I thought he was going to say Cincinnati too. I think he wants to say Cincinnati or Arizona. Seattle. <laughs> Well, Seattle is, is formidable. I give you that too. Um, I'm gonna go with Seahawks this year. All right. With that said, we'll take our first break, and when we come back, we'll have a new guest with us, Micah Robinson, our brother from another mother. Um, this is Sports and Things. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. John Lane here. I wanted to let you guys know exactly where you can find us online. On Instagram and Facebook, it's at Sports and Things. The spelling: S P O R T Z underscore and underscore things t-h-i-n-g-z yeah we had to spell it that way on twitter it's at is sports that's capital i capital z sports with a z and you can find us there and get the latest updates on all things sports and all things music and all things things be sure to click the follow button too now let's get back to the program 
And welcome back, everybody, to Sports and Things. Again, I'm Dennis Turner. And joining us today, we have our brother, musician, artist, uh, teacher, educator, Micah Robinson. Yo, yo. And Sports Inspectionado. I got I forgot to put Sports Inspectionado. He's he's filling in for John Lane, who had to depart us because he's going on a family vacation to a COVID-infested place. So oh wow. Mm, it's a beach. So is he going to an NFL game? He's going to a beach. Which Ooh, is the same thing. <laughs> they locked the girl up. <laughs> Look, they locked the girl up today at the beach because she tested Griswold. positive and she went surfing anyway. And the cops went and got her in hazmat suits. They went and got her out the water. So as they should. That's and that's, and that's where he's going. So good luck, John. We hope that you come back and test negative. Yes. yes. <laughs> that being said, we're gonna we're gonna continue on the football subject since football started today and we're all excited about football. This yeah, segment yeah. is called Who You Taking? Now, we all know um, this week Deshaun Watson got paid. He got his extension. He got his money. Well-deserved. Um, and the quarterback controversy in the AFC has been who is going to better this year, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, or Lamar Jackson. So I'm asking the question, who are you taking? And since we have Micah joining us today, we want to have Micah start the segment. No problem, no problem. That's actually an easy one for me. Well, first of all, let me say welcome, welcome to the welcome oh, to sports and things. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming you, on. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for appreciate sure. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, yeah, I you know, I love it. Um, but yeah, get right into it, man. Mahomes, I, that's not even like really like a difficult discussion for me. It's um, I think, I think Lamar Jackson is a special talent. I definitely would put him number two. Um, and I still oh, think he's going. I will put him over Watson. I'm so I'm gonna be really honest. I don't know if it counts as like a hot take or a common thought but I ain't really like Watson that much coming out of college to be honest with you and I still think he's overrated in the league um okay yeah <laughs> but you want to you want to you want to back that theory with some uh yeah sure I'll back it with I believe he DeAndre Hopkins presented him with a lot of opportunities to make plays where he had actually already messed them up by holding on to the ball too long and uh, he had the luxury of having a receiver who is brilliant at finding somewhere to be and then making a play even if the ball isn't accurate. Um, and most of his success in college was based on his ability behind his feet, not necessarily his ability to read defenses, which changes what happens in the NFL. Um, and I think now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone and he doesn't have – he's still got a decent receiver core, but they're not quite as dynamic – I think we will see a little bit of a regression from Deshaun Watson. Not from not to like being terrible, but definitely not uh, no longer a top tier guy. Jackson, I think, will stay top tier. Mahomes, I think, is really just on a different level than everybody else doing it. So, so let me ask you this then. Do you think they overpaid for Watson? Because we all know Lamar's gonna get paid next year. He's getting paid. Like win, lose a draw, he he's they're gonna try to keep him in Baltimore. They're gonna have to pay yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think they overpaid for Watson? Um, man, I, that's tough to say because they have so many other – the rest of the team is kind of in flux. Like, they're really in between. Like, they're not old. They're not really young. They don't have a bunch of other people that would really lead you to believe they're on the cusp of anything. So, I think they can still recover from paying. I think they did pay him a little bit more than he's worth. But ultimately, I think they can probably still – recover from it because he's the only thing on that team, you know, sucking up any real money. Okay. I think, I think it's interesting that you, you, 
you talked about his ability to read defenses or lack thereof come out of college when the thing that they praise him for the most is his ability to break down defenses when he's talking in post uh, interviews and stuff like that. Like he has a, he seems to have a really good sense whether he gets the ball out fast enough is questionable, but he seems to have a really good sense of the defenses that he's looking at when he's looking at him. I I, I will agree that I think he holds the ball a little too long. Um, And with D hop being gone, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces around and is able to produce without a top tier wide receiver who barely dropped any passes in the last four years. So that's all I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, Jay Hill, who you taking? Um, I'm thinking probably Mahomes. Um, probably? Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> I do agree he's he's on another level. Um, it is a question of can somebody catch up to that level? Mm. Now that's the thing. Like, he is he is definitely far like like far ahead of the other two by by no question. I think Lamar has the potential. Um, only because as much as people say that their games are really not alike, they kind of look alike to me. Now, of course, the team makeup changes everything. Like as far as what you're working with, as far as what I'm working with, that makes, you know, the the whole world a difference because I don't don't have have, have the line you have or vice versa. But I think Lamar has the potential to be where Mahomes is, but will he ever get there is the question. Um, I think, I honestly think Washington is not really in the equation. Like, he almost reminds me of um, Russell Wilson, which not even in this question, but that he doesn't have the same um, athleticism to me that those two have. So I think that's why I feel like Mahomes would be um, above everyone, but Lamar could catch him. Question. Are you talking catch him in terms of his passing ability and ability to read defenses or catch him in terms of win losses? I'm talking about catch him mm. in, in not in win losses. Cause again, that's not solely on him. I'm talking about his abilities, his soul abilities, his personal abilities on how he can um, manipulate a game, how he can manage a game, how he can potentially lose a game. Um, or win a game. But I don't think the wins and losses are going to solely fall on him. So that's going to be one of the whole things why, you know, you can't compare him because he got a better record. Right. But he also has a defense that's stopping more people than our defense is. That's why it's, that's why it's tough to break it down to wins, losses. I just think overall play ability, he, he can catch Mahomes. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting. If you look at the QB power rankings, the first two that they have is Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson. And at seven, they have Deshaun Watson. So, you know, it's, it's what, four of the quarterbacks before they even mention Deshaun. I just think it's interesting that the, the quarterback controversy that's coming out of the AFC is those three. Um, Trey, your thoughts? Yeah, so, I um, mean, it's not even close. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like, he's way ahead. Um, Second, the I'll go with Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, here Lamar comes. Jackson. He's more of a, right. well, well. To me, Lamar Jackson is more of a playmaker than a quarterback. I mean, he makes a lot of plays. He's electric. He does a lot of things. He's going to help the team win using his legs and doing other things. 
And and then he's a decent quarterback. And then Watson, I just think to me, is just an okay quarterback. Like you know, he's he's pretty good, but he's not like, dude. You, I, why would you compare him and Mahomes? I just don't even see the point of doing that. Well, the re- uh, the reason yeah. they do it is 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 based on numbers, right? They based they based yeah. on his offensive schemes and the numbers that he produces as a court as the leader of that team. So they they have a basis for doing it, whether it's correct or not, or whether it's, it's adequate. You match him up. The top receiver in the NFL. So I think I, I think I think we all agree that um, Watson's numbers were padded by D Hop. Like his numbers He's were gone. definitely padded significantly. So. It's like, what does he do? Okay, we did this last week, so let's do it again with um, the quarterback edition with Micah. Stats, QBR, touchdowns, INTs, percentage, wins, losses. Yards. Three quarterbacks. Trey, you were talking, so you can go ahead and take it first. Let's do Mahomes. Good God, man. QBR. He said do – oh, the prediction – Oh shit! <laughs> uh, I'm not going, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I I'll go with a 90 QBR. Okay. Uh, TDs, INTs. Uh, TDs. This is Mahomes, right? Thirty. This is Mahomes. Um, Thirty. INTs fifteen yards. Ah, uh, thirty five hundred. Win losses. Um, twelve and four. Okay. Um, let, let's let's break it down like this. So you did Mahomes. I kind of want to hear everybody's take on Mahomes, but we don't have enough time for that. So we'll do since it's three of y'all. We just do each one. So we got Mahomes numbers. Jay, you do Lamar Jackson. QBR. Um, I think his QBR is going to be closer to like 87, maybe 88 um, yards. He's probably going to get um, 29, 2,800, 2,900. Um, touchdowns. Now, see, here's the tricky part because he's so fucking mobile. Um, total touchdowns. No, no, not rushing. No, not rushing <laughs> See, right. touchdowns. Right. No, 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 no. Passing no, no, no. touchdowns. Right, <laughs> right. Um, passing touchdowns. I'm gonna give him twenty three. Yeah, I'm gonna give him twenty three this year. Uh, because I think people are gonna keep more on his legs, so he's gonna have to throw it. Maybe even twenty five. Uh, ints. Now that's gonna be ugly. I'm going to go. Um, let's see, I gave him 23 touchdowns. I'm going to go like 12, 12 INTs. Okay. And win losses. All right. Oh, win losses. Um, I'm going to give them, uh, I'm going to give them 10, 10 wins. Yeah. Okay. Trey? Uh, I'll go back on the, uh, the, the QBR. I'm going to give Mahomes a 120. Okay, I was. You said one twenty. Good God, <laughs> that's that's quarterback rating. Q, QBR is one to hundred, I believe. No, it goes up to like one forty. Yeah, because they had they had Lamar. Lamar was like yeah. one thirteen last year. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give uh, him one twenty. Right. Perfect SAT Ooh. score. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's left? Uh, Watson. Ninety was Micah. 
It was low. I agree, Trey. It was kind of low. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson, QBR 68. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> 68 out of 140? No, it's 153. It's 158.3. I thought that was quarterback rating. They're not the same thing. Right, right, right. We're talking 158.3 is a perfect passer rating for a game. Right, 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 right. right. So we're talking QBR. Okay, so... That's the same thing, isn't it? No, they're not. Passer rating. That's what I'm saying. I think QBR goes to... Is 1 to 100, I believe. But for the sake of... Put it, tell you what, here's a range. Some whoever's listening can go check later whether or not it's a hundred or 140. But I'll say this: if it's a hundred, I'm saying 68. If it's 140, I'm saying a hundred. Oh, okay. QBR is a stat created by ESPN. That goes to a hundred, right? One off by ESPN. We probably should use passer rating. Isn't that a more universal statistic? I think they they rank according the QBRs, to QBRs. Yeah, QBRs is, is the one that they they show on everything for the most part. Well, he so, gave him sixty-eight. I'm giving him a sixty-eight. All right. As an I, yeah, I'm I'm giving him sixty-eight. Uh, what was the other one? Touchdowns. Uh, touchdowns. Ints. Touchdowns. I'm gonna say twenty-two. Okay. INTs, 16. Okay. I was waiting for him to say 23. I was going to say 23 for that we got, rating. We got, we got close last week. It was like, I forgot who it was. It was like, he had 29 picks and like 27 INTs. <laughs> like no, it was. Yeah. We can't, the only, we can't the, really, the only, reason I'm, the only reason I'm saying 22 in terms of the touchdowns is because of the way the team is built. I think he's going to throw the ball a whole lot. And I think they're going to be down a whole lot. So he's probably going to, similar to like, I'm just being objective, similar to Dak Prescott last year, he's going to have some bigger stats than how he, how well he actually played over the course of the He's going to be the king of garbage time. Essentially. Well, not garbage time, but attempted comeback time. Like he's going to have several three, four touchdown games in losses where he lost the majority of the game and probably still threw three, four picks. Fair enough. Yards? You did yards? Uh, I didn't do yards. I'll, I'll go ahead and put him at about 4,000. And win losses? Nine. Nine and seven. Okay. That's, 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 mo- that's noble. Um, that's 68 is hurtful. Just – just sixty-eight hurts, yo. <laughs> Even if you either or, it hurts. Sixty-eight. <laughs> that means you threw like fifty-one <laughs> percent. You just, yes. you just yeah. chucking the ball up. Like I'm expecting a lot of incompletions, but a lot of keep throwing it anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just a footnote: the, the two quarterbacks that we picked that they have more than ten picks. Uh, both of them av- total had eleven picks. Mahomes and Jackson had 11 picks together combined. Uh, Mahomes had five last year, and Jackson had six. So How many did Watson have last year? 11. Okay. Yeah, five more ain't that outlandish. Yeah, cool. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We can, we can, we can move on. Uh, next up, we're going to the NBA. Uh, we all saw what the Miami Heat did to the Milwaukee Bucks. So the question is being raised, what's next for Giannis Antetokounmpo? 
let's start with Jay Hill. Um, next up, he works on his game even more, um, like he was already doing on his time off, to really get a legitimate jumper so that people respect him a little more. Um, maybe they find another piece. Maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Um, I think he, he, needs to, he needs to give a fuck. Like he, he needs, needs to, he needs, he needs to, to but, but again, he, I think, I really think he's of the mindset. He's of the type of player that I kind of know what I need, but you figure that out. I'm going to be over here on this court. Like you're all stepping from the three point line. You figure it out. Get me what you think I need. We're going to make it work. Cause I don't care. I just want to play and win. I'm not about wait wait wait. But didn't they do that when they gave Chris Middleton that hundred million dollar extension? Wasn't he supposed to be the Pippin to his Jordan? Like yes. you paid him. So who else can you pay? Right. At that point. But well, I mean, that's 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 a different argument. I'm not saying I'm not telling you who to go get. I'm telling you figure it out. If that means we keep who we got and we just work on this and get it tighter, then we do that. I'm gonna work on my game. Like I said, I'm a Euro step from the three point line. And, you know, if they stop it or if I get kick it out, I just need you to make a shot. That's it. Real simple. Um, so I don't think much is going to change. I think he's just going to put his head down and go to work. He's just going to just, you know, focus on himself. I don't think he's going to focus on the team because I think he's proud of what they did. Even with him down in the last game, last two games, he saw, you know, y'all can play. Maybe I need to, you know, just kind of rework my game a little bit. Cause I see y'all, but y'all, if your team, y'all are good. You know, you know, it's the it's the John Wall effect. If your team's better with you off the court, like, what does that mean? If your team is a better productive team because they spread the ball around a lot more, the ball moves around. It's more fluid game when Giannis doesn't have the ball thirty five touches a game plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that mean for your squad when you when your your lead player is not a facilitator? He's not a LeBron. He can't he can't get other people involved as much. So. If he has to have the ball in order to produce the way that he produces, what does it matter? If you I don't, people in? But I don't have to have the ball. Like, I get the he, ball. He has to have the ball, bro. Like No, but see, but here's the thing, though. I can change my game to where uh, if we had somebody that had a better control of the offense, I don't have to just sit on the block or get it on the wing and just, all right, everybody clear out. Like, that doesn't have to happen. We just it's don't a have trust to problem. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. Like, I need to know you're going to make a shot. That's the same thing with the wall effect. I need to know you're going to make a shot. So for you to say the team is better, man, you you averaging the most points that you ever have in your career because all I'm doing is lobbing it up for you. So, you know, I mean, that whole argument, I know what you mean. Like, well, yeah, that, becomes, so, that becomes the DeAndre Jordan effect. No, I was going to say, so he's Amari Stoudemire is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Amari Stoudemire, yeah. DeAndre with Jordan. Handle. Like, with better handle. With big and yeah. more, and so, more, more finesse. I mean, it basically says they were never a team, team with air quotes to begin right. with, right? Mm-hmm. They're just a bunch of guys, and he's the best out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Which so is how a lot of LeBron's there. They're forced to try to play more like a team because they can't just rely on him. Well, well so wait, wait, I don't wait, really wait, just wait, blame wait. a dude you said, like you him. You said like LeBron's that. teams. Like, I said that's how how they used to look. The first seven but, years of LeBron's career? Exactly. Exactly. But the difference, okay, okay. The difference okay. with LeBron's teams is the few games LeBron didn't play, his team didn't look better without him. So I, I want to ask Trey well, that's real the quality. quick. You say, yeah. you say that they're not a team. I want to push back on that and say maybe they are. 
Like maybe they're a yeah, team and he's him, they are. maybe they're a team and he's the outlier. And that he, he acts for the wall effect. And that he, <laughs> he, he needs to yeah. that perhaps time in the summer. Always, yeah, go ahead. Time always answers this question. Like either he goes somewhere else or somebody else goes somewhere else or something changes, but time time always shows us. Uh, uh, what the truth is in that situation. So we will see uh, yeah. uh, which but, one it is. But here's the thing also, just, just Trey, in regard to your team answer, or Micah, they only did this in one and a half games. Like y'all didn't go, no, didn't go, no I'm talking about without him playing, like really showed it, they can really, really, really sustain this. When he didn't play in the regular season, they look great. They still look good. I, don't know I mean, but yeah, but you do you it's do have the argument. You do have the argument that the year before they had the best record in the league with him on the floor. So, right with that same squad, give or take. You know what I'm saying? Like with a couple pieces. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think it's it is. I think we can all. I believe. I expect us to all agree about this. That the NBA, in particular, possibly because of how long it is, the regular season is not often a completely adequate reflection of where teams really are because a lot of guys. A lot of really important guys take a lot of nights off, even yeah, if they're yeah. out there. It's not. It's not the nineteen ninety two NBA where people no. play eighty two games if they can. It's right. you know you got time. You low management. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of low management. And I'm, and I'm talking about like cats that that's on the floor load managing. Right. LeBron. LeBron did that the whole first half of the season. Yeah. He didn't miss a game, but he didn't really start putting forth real effort till like what January. I mean, he, he's he's yeah. seventeen years in. Let him let him take his rest. <laughs> oh no no! So here's the thing: I'm not mad at him about that. I'm just yeah. talking about as far as us building out the regular season, purely re- regular season success as validation for you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we, being dope. we all know that the NBA doesn't even take effect until after All Star game. That's when the games really start to count. Also, so. it seems like all the major sports have this problem except for football. You know. Football is a sport where every game counts. The other sports are like, let's just get to the playoffs and we'll worry about it then. Well, I, I think that's also the amount of games they play. Like football has a yeah, it's sixteen. Absolutely. Everything everything counts because you only have yeah. sixteen to get it right. The you weight can, of a game you if can it's one it out. out of sixteen, yeah, it's, right, right. it's a higher percentage yeah. than one out of eighty-two. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 and, for sure, and for sure. playoff seating matters a little more when it's one and done and not a series too. Yeah. So. Exactly, you can't exactly. go on a five-game losing streak in the NFL and expect to, to go <laughs> still anywhere. win anything, yeah. Right. <laughs> Unless you're in the NFC East. You can do that there. But, <laughs> but in any of the other sports, a five-game you can be, you can be, you can be seven and nine in the NFC East and make it to the playoffs. As long as you can make it to eight wins in the NFC East, you got a shot. If you can make it to seven wins and a bye, and you can you can win in the NFC East. And Yo, but but sticking with it on on the real, Giannis, Giannis, I think he, he needs to develop a little bit more skill, man. Because honestly, not not, and I'm not just saying this because of the playoff losses. I'm saying this because when you watch the games, you can literally see people coaching against the fact that he doesn't have skill. Yep, you see oh, them yeah, for sure, for sure. Just yeah. kind of just putting him in a position where it's like, let's take away some of your athletic advantage and see how much basketball you can play. And every every coach who's bold enough to do that seems to have favor against him. Yeah, I always say it's it's almost like watching the first couple of years of Blake Griffin play when Blake Griffin was very one dimensional and and he had to evolve his playing into a facilitator slash shooter exactly. before people started to respect his jumper and his passing ability. 
Like right now, we're not we're seeing Giannis putting his head down, taking two steps, and being at the rim. If you put three people on him, you can't do that. And, and if you <laughs> foul him, he's not going to make all the shots at the free throw line. So like you, it's not the only like reason. Yeah, the only reason Vince Carter did it is because he got older. Remember, Vince Carter wasn't really known for his jumper like that, but exactly. he developed it. Exactly. Like, if I want to sustain, if I want to, like, last in this league, let me shoot the three. And, you know, and you watch that with a lot of older players. Jordan did the same yeah. thing. Jordan was the same way. Like, he had to develop that hurt, part of his man. game. My body hurt, and I'm going to stay yeah. out here now. <laughs> so, I, yeah. LeBron, too. LeBron became a much better shooter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like. LeBron got real J now. I can't even fake. I'm not even a LeBron yeah. fan, but I ain't going to take it away from him. Boy, shoot now. And we're asking Giannis to develop that part of his game a lot sooner based on the team that he has and his inability to trust the teammates that he has. Middleton, Bledsoe, they don't show up. Like, Middleton showed up once or twice in a seven-game se- – or a four-game, five-game series. He showed up once. Nah, so, hot, hot take. Giannis needs – Eric Bledsoe as a scoring point guard. Giannis needs a facilitator. If Giannis and Chris Paul could find a way to team up, they would right. be amazing. Well, that's the argument that they're making now. Like, who do you send? Do you send him to OKC or do you send? You get you get the ball out of his hands. Whichever way you do it, he should not have the ball in his hand. If you can turn him into the best finisher in the league, yeah. he becomes a problem. If he can move around, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wrap. If he, if he gets around. Chris Paul, he becomes DeAndre Jordan again. Like, he can't create his own shot unless it's a break. He's, 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 he's faster – Better shooting, faster jumping, DeAndre Jordan. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. All right. So moving on. Uh, did, hold up. Did everybody answer? Did anybody have a say in that segment? I think everybody did. I know Trey. He opinionated and he sat back. He's also the league MVP. Bingo. But he's out. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> he's defensive player of the year, MVP, and he's out of the bubble. Doesn't mean anything. Most valuable accolades. fan. Accolades that don't mean anything because he's the most, <laughs> most valuable fan. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. With that being said, who's left in the bubble and who who do you – I mean, we know who's left in the bubble. So who do you feel like has the better, the best odds to win, take it home? East and West. Let's do that first. So East, I'm going to start with Micah. And then you do East and West. And then who you think takes the chip? East, I'm going to say a very, very, very tight race uh, with the Heat edging out. Um, I think the Heat just have a little bit more than the Raptors, and the Raptors are probably going to be a little tired by the time they play them. I think they're they're pretty close to even matchup, but I say Heat. And you got the you got the Raptors going past the Celtics in Game Seven. I do. Okay. Yeah, right. I got the Raptors passing the Celtics. I think that championship pedigree has already showed up. Got the Raptors passing the Celtics, then losing to the Heat. Um, I got the Lakers getting to the finals in the West. Um, I'm like I said, I'm actually not a LeBron fan, but I gotta respect what he's doing right now. This fool is playing better bas- overall basketball than anybody in the entire bubble, and right. I think that's gonna I think that's gonna just keep showing up. Like I don't I don't think it's really anything anybody got for that. So I'm saying Lakers, Lakers Heat finals. Lakers Heat finals, and who takes who takes the chip? My lack of LeBron, like, hate. Sorry, he he takes it. <laughs> I don't, I don't really a, believe that, but I have a hard yeah, time. Say, you can't believe that in your heart of hearts. Yeah. No, if the Heat get to the finals, they beat 
AD. I, I just and can't give LeBron a, just. I can't give him another one. I just don't want to. Damn, you sound like a Pistons. All right, fan. you just oh, got muted door. for like five seconds. You can just take <laughs> a chill. go get some water. We're gonna go on to J Hill. <laughs> um. So, I think um, the Celtics are going to pull it out over the Heat, and it's going to be an old-school Lakers versus Celtics final. Because uh, the Lakers are going to go through the Clippers. Um, I don't think – I just don't think they got, they got the matchup. I don't think the Clippers can match up well enough. Um, but as far as the Heat Celtics, I think the Celtics just have more firepower than the Heat. So um, I got the Lakers beating the Celtics simply because of experience. Okay. And so you got Lakers, Celtics, and then the Lakers. Lakers, Lakers take it home. All right. Trey? Um, I agree with uh, Mr. Hill, Mr. J. Hill. Um, I think Adam Silver is going to be tickled because the NBA is getting their classic matchup back. The Lakers versus the Celtics. It's going to happen. The Celtics are a well-coached team. Uh, Celtics Heat Series will be great to watch because those are two really good coaches and very talented teams with a a lot of scorers. Plus LeBron versus Uh, former team. That's the other narrative. And then in the finals, it, it, uh, well, no, the Heat, if the Heat made it, it would be LeBron versus his final yeah. team. Yeah, But that's not going to happen. It's going right. to be Lakers against the Celtics. Um, and uh, because I agree that the Lakers will take the Clippers. Um, they'll struggle in certain aspects because of their lack of, of, of a third scoring option. But – like you said, Jay, the matchup, the size issue, the, the Clippers really don't have anything for the bigger Lakers. Lakers Clippers are have, basically playing like small ball, like Houston. Yeah, that's but not, not, not as against. not as good. What are they going to do with AD? They're not running it as good as Houston. Clippers ain't going to do nothing with AD. They got guards and forwards. They could they could possibly put a body on LeBron, but LeBron's still going to LeBron. Um, you said LeBron's going to LeBron. Yeah. yeah, but yes. what are they going to do with AD? That's going to be a T-shirt. LeBron's going to LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's what be. are the Clippers going to do with AD? Harold going to stop AD? No. Nope. No, no, no. That's a hard no. No. So yeah, the Clippers can't can't match up right with them. They need a big man to be to be uh, legit. Um, and so then Lakers versus Celtics. I think the Lakers take it in the finals. Um, yeah. You get LeBron and them to the finals, I think they take it. Um, okay. So, All right. Um, my prediction, I think we are general consensus. I think Lakers take the West. I think it's been interesting to watch uh, the Raptors kind of battle back, especially with my disdain for Kyle Lowry as a formidable point guard. I think for that they are – they are skating. Pa- what is what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> We're talking sports, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, okay, okay. We're, I think <laughs> I don't even have my thoughts anymore. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. Enough. All right. I I would like to say he come out of um the East, 
I don't think it matters who comes out of the East. Bottom line, I don't think it matters because I don't think any team that's left in this bubble matches up well against the Lakers. As we've all said, this is zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just, I just, it's, they're showing themselves to be more cohesive and more, they're, they're better built top to bottom. Um, even with the additions they added that haven't really been contributing. Nobody has any answers for Lakers bigs. Like, and nobody has an answer for AD at all. Like, so I think the Lakers take a chip. Um, I think it's interesting that you gave it to the Heat, Micah, even though we all know that that's a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like, just can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, and, I can't you know, even, even to have uh, the Raptors come out of this, this, uh, this game seven as the victor, and getting past, uh, well, not getting past Heat. I don't. I don't think anybody gets past the Heat. I think the Celtics will struggle against the Heat. The Heat are defensive juggernauts. I said that before last week. Pat Riley builds defensive strongholds that are just simply hard to get past. Um, and the Celtics have shown themselves to be formidable. But my question is, what the fuck happened to Siakam? Like, where is he? Like, what, what is he doing? Like He was never that dude. That's what happened to him. But they tried to make him that dude. They That's were like, what happened oh, to him. He's oh. not that dude, and they tried to put him in that role. Kawhi's gone, and Siakam, we still got Siakam. The dude has been dismal. Siakam <laughs> was the beneficiary of a lot of help defense going another way. He's like the, the two receiver. That they yep. made the one receiver. And, yeah. he, and it, he's Juju. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have the step that we thought he had. He's Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> you didn't gotta say his whole name. He's Juju. <laughs> All right. So Lakers. I, I want to say Celtics because it just makes more sense to see late Lakers Celtics. But I think the Heat beat the Celtics. Honestly, I, I think they do. And I think when you get to the Lakers Heat, you you take that series in four. I think Jimmy Butler Damn. gets mad enough to win, to want to win a game, but I don't think they win a game. I just think that they just mm. overpower him. And then we see a very short finals. LeBron wins MVP. And then we move on to next season that starts after Christmas. That's my take. Um, we could talk about it moving on, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's stupid. Daniel House. <laughs> got caught with a COVID tester in his room. And I think, you know, uh, he hurt his team for sure because he was, he was producing off the bench or whatever, but I want to get you guys take on it. Just, just for shits and giggles, like just real quick, just talk about it and we can move on. Uh, Jay Hill, your thoughts on Daniel house sneaking a COVID tester into his room. I honestly think he was sold a dream. Um, I think it's a, a what uh, free test? No. Not having to leave his room for testing? Nope. Uh, a groupie activity uh, taking advantage of the situation. How can I have it? Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one of the testers, so of course I'm good. So you know, you want to, you know, you want to invite me to your room? I don't think is I think that's the one part that we're not getting and we may never get because, you know, I don't know if he'll ever do this interview, but I think it was somebody trying to take advantage of the situation, 
yo, all these players are here. It's like All-Star Weekend. I'm about to try to get, get in where I can fit in. I'm one of the testers too. Hell yeah. I'm always clean. That's what I'm going to tell them. That's how you're going to get me in the room. Sounds like a, a very bad time in Europe. Hey. Boop. Yeah. Yep. Micah? Um, I really don't think it's that deep. I think people, people make strange decisions behind uh, uh, conjugal Relation. Relation. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? You know, you, he wasn't good. planning on getting caught, bottom line. This is, this <laughs> is, oh, wait, wait. And there's no this headline. Is, this is what I think happened. I think he might have went down to the lobby to get like a snack, and she was just sitting there, and he was like, Yeah. Hey, I'm, looking uh, for, I'm looking for another snack. Yeah, I mean, like on the low, like I just, boop, boop, just on the coincidentally, <laughs> maybe coincidentally, that particular COVID test was just really, really fine. Nobody's seen the picture of her, right? Nobody's seen. No one has seen her. Okay. But maybe whoever she is, she just really did it for him, you know. I mean, she could have been Monica Lewinsky. No matter. She's there. She's there. He ain't seen nobody in a minute. He's probably used to having a a consistent hell. um, (laughs) (laughs) His his married teammates now have their wives on site. His married teammates have their wives on site. He does not. Okay. Um, you know, I, this is not me justifying this, by the way. It's just me basically saying I, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's a dude making an unfortunate dude decision. He was like, and, a dude and, and being another and dude. Seven like times out of dude. ten, you don't get caught. But this was one of the three. He's like, popcorn. <laughs> I, look, 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 look. look. Right. I was right. going to say popcorn or pussy, but I ain't really want to say it. It's like, pick one. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a just, pick. I'm just a dude being another dude. That's being yeah. this kind of dude. That's, <laughs> That's it. That's all. One of them it's, I have to use the microwave for. So it's simple. I think Trey had his nail on the head, man. He, you know, he thought he was gonna sneak him a little something, and that it didn't work out that way. He got caught. Well, it got just cameras think about it. It's probably already happened down there, and somebody didn't get caught, but he did. It probably is still happening, even after it came out. It probably happened today. There's probably I'm, a couple man. ongoing situations. I'm I, 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 I imagine it being very dorm like in its in its host in yeah. its like it's very dorm like. I see somebody keeping If you can climb up to this window, if you can get up here, you can stay tonight. If you can't, I I'm good. Yeah, it's right. a whole other direction. Next. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Um with that being said, we'll take a break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the and things portion of Sports and Things. We'll be back. Hey, this is Trey Ely. Do you have a hot take or a topic you'd like for us to debate? Just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Now back to this week's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things. Uh, we're at the music or the, the end things portion of the show. And we're going to kick off with the hot take of Tory Lanez. Not admitting that he shot Megan the Stallion, but admitting that he did something. And he apologized by saying, I just got too drunk. Now, my question to you guys is, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, you don't, you don't admit to shooting... We know there was a shooting, but you don't admit to that. And uh, LADA is considering uh, posting felony charges for discharging a firearm with the intent to harm. So my question to you guys is, 
I just want to get your take on what you guys think about the whole story and how it's unfolding. Trey? Uh, uh, yeah. So my first thought is, who is this guy's lawyer? And what kind of advice was he given to say, you know, don't confess anything. Just tell everybody you were really drunk. And so we all know that being intoxicated does not um, alleviate anyone of the responsibility of the law. But yet, it in a lot of cases, it makes it worse because it's almost like more proof. I mean, you're gonna if you're gonna go in front of a jury, it's more proof that you were uh, irresponsible or or not in a state of mind that you could have been responsible. So, I I, I don't get it. I I I don't understand the strategy here. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. Like when you admit or you don't admit to discharging a firearm, what I don't remember in the story if it was a registered firearm or not, but if you're getting felony charges, that means something it has gone awry. Like if you discharge and you actually hit somebody with the shots that you fired, um you should be in jail until everything kind of gets litigated. So, uh, Jay Hill, your thoughts? Um, I think he's trying to see how he can stop the hemorrhaging on his image and his work because lots of people cut him off of their records, which is the first thing, like, he realized, oh, this Yo. is work I thought it was going to be. Huh? Um, I'm good. So, How are you doing? Like, I'm trying to... Got him trying to figure out like how I can save face without um, admitting my real guilt. So um, what needs to happen is let me see if they'll take this as an excuse and maybe that'll kind of like, yo, I know we recorded that album and come on, man, you know, I'm hot and I know you hot. Let's, let's, let's drop the out. I mean, let's drop the record anyway that we just cut. You don't have to go that extreme. But I don't think he understands the damage that was done because we, in this age, there's a lot more support for people, especially that's going through um, victimless crimes. Like she had, she was doing nothing wrong. This is not anything against her. You just really acted like an asshole. Like this is no, there's no provocation. There's none of that. This is just, man, I just lost my way and it happened. Nah, dog. <laughs> nah, nah. That ain't that ain't the move, champ. You could have right, saved right, right. the words for yourself. So right, right, right. I think time will tell. I mean, it's interesting. Like any any other time, and I guess in this would be considered hip hop culture. Like this type of incident, boaster sales, right? It it kind of adds to your street cred. Street cred, if, if, if you know, for lack of a better word. But I guess since she arguably is a bigger artist than him, it just kind of like puts him in the crosshairs legally and popularity wise, too. Like, it's like you tried to hurt somebody that we adore as an artist, and you did it with somewhat lethal force. Like, you used a firearm. 
You know but what I'm saying? Missing the be- you're missing the other part, too. There was no provocation. It's not like they was outside of a club arguing with each other and this happens. I might threw a bottle. Oh, my God. He hit her in the head with a bottle. She got a cut. And, you know, that went on. Like, well, let me tell my side of the story. You don't really have a side of the story, dog. Like, you was just drunk. That's your side? Yeah, his side of the story is that he was he was drunk. Uh, nah, that's not a side, bro. <laughs> that's not yeah, a side. Yeah, it's, it's super weird. Uh, yeah. Let's let's see if we got Micah's take. Uh, I mean, wait a minute. There it goes. Micah? Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you go ahead. You good. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to keep it short, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, Trey and Jay in that exact order. Uh, I think the strategy to try to defend whatever it is he did is really stupid um, because whether he's trying to win in literal court or the court of public opinion, simply saying I was drunk is certainly not going to help the situation. At best, his only benefit in doing that is increasing his impressions, which will financially benefit him temporarily, but ultimately probably won't last very long. Um, and as far as what Jay said, just at the end of the day, if that is really what happened, that's this is unacceptable behavior, and I don't really think it's a whole lot to say about it. Like you can't just shoot people for no reason. Like that's it's not that's bad. Like his reason. That's a conversation I can have with my five year old. Like it's that's that's simple. <laughs> hey, like like hey, uh, a it's guy all- shot a girl. She didn't do anything, but possibly yell at him. That was yeah. bad. And it, and it's also kind of domestic in nature. I mean, she's a young lady, and apparently they uh, were they dating. Maybe they were dating. I don't know. But dating or not doesn't it, justify. It, it, I mean, using but them. but at the end of the day, yes, it's a young lady. It wasn't like like Jay when you brought up the situations where it could help street cred. Normally, that's a beef. It's some gangster-related type of stuff. Like it's like I do it on dude. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude jumped bad with me. I jumped back bad with him. There was some kind of whatever. Exactly. There's no provocation. You shot an unarmed woman that was with you. Your your escort of some kind, whether y'all are friends or romantic or whatever. It huh? Yeah, that's yeah. I agree. That's it's it's a probably completely. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. It's anger management. And it's uh, sobriety. Like, you, that's that's really what you're going to, that's how you're going to have to try to repair your image. You're going to have to be that kind of poster boy. Like, I'm It's a completely different movie. story if Meg is a dude. Yeah, completely different. Completely. completely. It's still wrong. But to Trey's point, the story, the story definitely takes a different shade with it being yeah, I, Meg and not. Yeah, shooting your Meg. female companion is just, yeah. That's my that that's kind of mind boggling right there. It's not like it was a, you know, a, a beef like we would think, you know, yeah. in the traditional sense here. It's it's so much gray surrounding the story that we we hope that unfolds with the legal process that we act. I guess as people out on the outside looking in, we get a clearer picture of what actually took place that instance but the general consensus is that what he did as a result of whatever happened between the two of them was wrong you shouldn't react in haste or in anger especially when you're intoxicated why did my argument about artists that make it to that level is always the same why do you have a firearm in the first place and what do you need a gun for when you have security like all right, what is he? I think we we figured out he was like five foot three or five foot four last time we talked about this story. 
you have a security guard that's probably a foot taller than you. Why are you why do you have a gun? Like what do you need a gun? Who are you trying to keep on 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 the outside that you need to carry a gun for? You know, it's like it's so a liability for you Napoleon to be physically complex. carrying the weapon. Napoleon yeah. complex for sure, but that's why you had a bodyguard. Like yeah. you don't you 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 should be wise enough in your decision making that if you hire staff to protect you, you hire staff to keep you out of trouble as well. Your yeah, security I mean, guard carries a gun. Why do you have worth, a gun? I don't know if it's quite Napoleon is then it has anything to do with him as a short guy. I'm gonna say I don't think that it necessarily has anything to do with him being short. I do think it is a complex though, and a reflection of a of a larger mentality that unfortunately sometimes people even who are not in the circumstances to need to be quote unquote street or to need to actually be hard, still try to portray that because they believe that validates their manhood or they believe that validates just their personhood period. I mean, it's no different than the countless amounts of children living in PG County in $350,000 homes with braces in private school who carry guns and consider themselves hard from some section of Waldorf. It's just like, I'm not saying you're, you're necessarily a punk as a person, but, you, but there's a lot of people who go way out of their way to project a hardness that the circumstances of their life isn't really dictating. True. And, and I think that's just an unfortunate byproduct of our culture right now. And he's, he's Canadian, if I'm not mistaken. So he he's, is. he's coming into a situation where he's already taken on a, a stereotype and you know, perpetuating a stereotype based on what he saw, I would assume growing up, you know, it's like, I have to be this image. I have to be this person. Everybody yeah. that I idolized was that person. So. Yeah. But it's not like he shot Drake. He shot Meg. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of my point is like when you're, when you're pretending to be something, your attempts at doing so usually leave you looking rather illegitimate. Not to say that it would have been a good thing for him to, to, shoot a dude but my my point is you know as simple as i can put it when you faking it shows if you ain't if you ain't really that hard the first person you're gonna think to shoot but on the flip side like you said said, micah this is gonna get him some hits or whatever now you're gonna really know don't fuck with tory lanes because this motherfucker shoot you off some dumb shit if you're a woman, yeah, but he shot a lady one arm. There was you know, no. I mean, I mean, you don't know. Yeah. Even, if was, even if it was a dude in the car, he still could have pulled his gun out because he was drunk. I'm gonna go That's out on a limb and say that she's not the first person to be rude to him. I'm gonna say it ain't. I'm gonna say it's not just a female as well. That's what I'm saying. Like it could have been a dude in that seat. It could have been um, the the whoever they was with the the Jenner. But girl. it wasn't though. But that's, that's what thing. I'm saying. If it was a dude in the car and he just pulled off, like dog, you don't know me. You know, I mean, I know we cool, we friends and all, but oh, that would have had a different perception. It would have had a different perception. But what I'm saying is, it would have still given you the 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 idea, yo. Don't fuck with Tory because he'll shoot. Like he's gonna be the butt of jokes for a long time. Like, oh, I think if it were a dude, maybe I guess what what we're all asking you is, do you think that would still be the case if it actually were a dude? As in, like, I'm sure he's been in cars with dudes who who spoke reckless to him, and he didn't. But he may not have have had it on him at that time. Is what I'm saying. Like, it's the all the circumstances lined up. That's all I'm saying. Like, all the circumstances lined up. Now, obviously, it's all wrong. But I'm just saying the yeah. circumstances lined up that now he's going to have some street cred. I mean, yeah, I hope it's, not. 
I don't think you, that's going to give him. You I might not be right. I hope, I, I hope, hope not. not too. I hope not. I, I hope think not. it makes him look like a punk because of the circumstances. I mean, it's a lady. I think the only reason to make him look like a punk and an unarmed lady specifically makes him look like a punk to a, a lot to a large amount of the population, but it makes him look like a G to other people. This is true. I don't think it, that's what I'm saying. To the to the very same it's people that I was G. talking about, it makes him look like a G to the the dude who's like nineteen twenty and doesn't have a job and lives in his I mother's five him, bedroom home. Man, you can't be letting proud to portray that he's to you, man. You can't just have people talking reckless to you like that, man. I'm glad he did that. What like that that person that person actually is, is agrees with Jay. Fair point, Tori. You don't need them. Fuck them, Tori. No man, I don't want that person to agree with me on anything. <laughs> I don't want that person next to me in the grocery either. store. Like I'm, I'm good. Saying, like these, these are the, the same people, the young men that threw that girl in the trash can. Like this, that's 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 who this right, is. Right, that's right, that right, population. Right. That's that's, that's a real pocket of people. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but they exist. They have there's little a segment to of, no respect for women. Segment just, of, exactly. There's a segment of pimps that are. Like, yo, he did exactly, he, he did a little extreme that I would have done, but he handled his business and I respect him for that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we'll move on to our uh, last segment of the evening, which is Artist of the Week. Since we have Micah um, guesting today and he is an artist in his own right, we're going to have him start the segment by giving us his Artist of the Week. Um, somebody you're listening to or something this week that you, you want to put people on to. Oh man! Um, Hold on, Newton. Don't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. Anything that you feel like you you know is inspiring you, or that you think people should put their ears to. If I keep it quick, can I say two people for the same reason? Sure. Toby uh, in Wigway. I want to make sure I'm saying his name correctly. So forgive me if I didn't. Please don't cancel me, y'all. Um, and Chica. Um, these are two artists that that are that are current that I like a lot right now and both for the same reason um they they can spit just as well as anybody else getting credit for spitting um they're both also still like really musical like they're they're making music that's decent to listen to where you don't just have to say yeah I like the beat like it's still substantive music um and and both of them as rappers and as legitimate rappers kind of coming off of the subject we were just talking about are sort of breaking that mold of that in order to be a rapper, you have to be speaking about uh, negative things and continuing to perpetuate uh, non-productive stereotypes. So, I mean, most of Toby's raps are like about his wife and his, his family and the fact that he's embracing that being a part of his culture as a rapper. Yo, no. I just I just met that dude. I met him last week that, in that's Ohio. That's doing, right? Yeah. yeah, I met him last. He was cool. He was a nice guy. He, and look, yeah. look, he had his whole family there. Like everybody yeah. was like baby. Everybody, we were we were at Dave Chappelle's uh, birthday party, and everybody walked in with a baby. <laughs> I was like, who who what is what is okay? I know yeah, <laughs> he's he's making family like a thing, and I yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's. Like his sister's his DJ or something, and she's like nine his months pregnant. His sister's his DJ. Yeah. His wife is like his hype man. Yeah, like yeah. He has two male background singers, and one of them's white. Like it's yeah. He's yeah, like he's sure. like Sly Stone all over again, except he's at least publicly less of a hoe. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Less of a. Less of a. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Trey, you had the floor. Um, I'm going easy. I'm hitting the easy button this week. I was listening. I've been listening to uh, Thundercat. It is what it is. His latest album. Um, I like it. He kind of picked up right where he left off from Drunk. Um, I feel like it. It. It evolved well from that from Drunk to It Is What It Is. Um, and. I mean, it's really cool. I like the production on it. Um, him and Flying Lotus um, did a good job on that. The choices of sounds and stuff, it's just pretty cool. I mean, they just kind of, kind of, uh, kind of use like that creative. Like it's almost like he likes video games, and and it, you can kind of feel video gamey, but still musical at the same time. Really cool. All right. Uh, JL? So mine is really weird um, only because um, the dude I was listening to is not here now. So oh, okay. I was actually listening to John Lane and um, his project Naturally Human. Now by not here we mean he left the podcast. John yeah, Lane not like he departed us we know from is earth. doing he's, well and he's, is with his he's family right on now. his earth. Yes, he's yeah. on vacation. Um but Naturally Human was him uh flipping thriller and making remixes and it is fucking ridiculous. Um uh, so if you can find it, if you can support it, uh shout out to Fast Lane and the brother John Lane. You know, it's interesting because my my artist of the week also did a similar thing in flipping records. And I sent you guys in the in the group chat earlier one of the records that I heard. Um, because I heard John flip the same record, um, the Tender Love from uh from Crush Groove. And I heard yeah. that record. And this guy, Vitamin D from Seattle, has a record. He's a producer. Out I know of Seattle. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a he has an album out called Flips. And if you haven't heard it, you should go to this dude's band camp and pay for this record. It is it's some sick. of the flips. I was like, yo, this like the, the, the merging of some of the songs that he did. Um, uh, it's just it's it's impressive. Like, I, I, you know, and as a producer myself, it's like it's, it's kind of refreshing to hear takes on people taking other people's music and recreating it and reimagining it and mashing it up with other records. So that was my vitamin D out of Seattle records called flips. He has a whole discography up too. I heard he worked with Liv Warfield, um, who was Prince's mm-hmm. protege. He worked with, uh, um, uh, I thought we talked about, he worked with chocolate. I'm not sure for sure from also from the West coast. Um, um, Liv is from Seattle, I believe, or like Oregon, Seattle area. I so many, yeah, yeah no, so, definitely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, 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 check out that record. Um, and that's your artist of the week people. And that is your show. Again, this is Sports and Things. We want to thank you. We want to thank Micah Robinson for coming on the show. Also, thank check you. out, check out, check out this stuff, man. Micah, plug your stuff, man, real quick while you while you're on here. Hey, oh, before you do that though, I will say that Micah is also joining the Sports and Things team. So we want to welcome him in officially as one of the members of oh, Sports and Things. Um, so you'll be able to hear his his arguments <laughs> <laughs> on a, on a, on a more consistent yeah. basis. Um, with that being said, go ahead, plug yourself, brother. Um, yeah, man, I have uh, two EPs and a few singles out everywhere you listen to music under my name, Micah Robinson, M-I-C-A-H. 
R-O-B-I and S-O-N. One of those EPs is called Experimental Acetaminophen. The other one is called The Worldly Versions. Um, and then it's like five or six singles. I'm not going to name all of them. But um, man, I hope, you know, if you got some time in quarantine, whatever, go check it out. I like to believe it's good stuff. Um, and I'd like to hope that you would think the same. If you don't, I'm actually really interested in your opinion. So either way, go listen to it. Mike is also an avid Cowboys fan, and we let him on this podcast in spite Absolutely. of the fact. <laughs> like, you can't see him right now, but when we actually do go uh, live, Balance, Miyagi. he's wearing a star <laughs> on his chest, which Tory Lane should have aimed at instead of I'm <laughs> Now all y'all need to move to Waldorf and go in the Jay's out there. Jay's there already. Jay's there. And and drive a Crown Victoria in your three floor, two basement, five bedroom home. <laughs> Get on out of here. Yeah, but we, we want to thank you for coming on and being a part of the team. And we, we're looking forward to many debates with the brother um, as we've been having with each other. It's been a good time and we, we look forward to doing more. So, with that Let's being jump. said, please check out um, and subscribe to at Sports and Things. We're on Twitter at, at IZ Sports, um, Instagram at sports underscore and underscore things. If you want to, if you got a hot take for us, please feel free to hit us in the DMs. We'll try to get to you and accordingly. And um, check us out next week. So signing off. Peace. Holla. Here. Yeah, we got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things, from rookies who bore the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things, like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite Team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or astro turf with balls and clicks like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest the nomad, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things, huh. talking sports and things, yeah, D.C., baby, Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.